see if I can get this going on. One of those mornings you just can't get started. They say you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. I feel like I woke up on the floor. So, you forgot my glasses. I had to steal my wife's glasses now, so this ought to be fun. All right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> let's pray real quick. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you once again this morning. Just thank you for this moment to, to be in your house, Lord, just to hear your word and just to open your Bible and see what your word says about things that we're going to learn, Lord, and just to actually open our hearts and our minds to your word, Lord, and that it will get in us and, and just change a heart, change a life, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so we're, we've been, we started off all this with uh, thankfulness, and that went to unthankfulness and the effects of unthankfulness, and, and then we saw some things that, that spawned from unthankfulness, and one of those was bitterness, and, and so we're knee-deep in bitterness now. Um, so today we're going to go through, we kind of went through what bitterness was and what, how it starts and, and how we can fight against it somewhat. And, and today we're going to see just the, the I titled this, The Devastating Effects of Bitterness. What, what does bitterness, Mama has them. Oh, okay, they're looking for the lesson. Mama's bitterness, yes. Mama has all the lessons on bitterness right there. <coughs> so... We're going to look at just the devastating effects of bitterness. And like I said, we've already discussed how, how bitterness is a sin. And we talked about last week about how it is a poison and it gets into our lives and it just eats us from inside out. And, and you know, you think about it, but bitterness is something you can't really see, per se. It's inside of us, but is it really that destructive? You know, we, we've talked about it, but you can be sitting here thinking, well, maybe not. Well, you know, it, it is something that, that most people hide within their hearts, and you don't see it, you know? So is it that destructive? Well, let's look at this. Let's start at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. <clears throat> Hebrews 12, verse 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail. Of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Many be defiled. So right here, I mean, the Bible is pretty clear. The root of bitterness, if it springs up and grows inside of you, many will be defiled, not just that one person. And the, the number one most important thing that bitterness will do to you, the number one most important thing, this is it, it will hinder your relationship with the Lord and it will hinder your service to him. And think about that. If you sever that fellowship with God because of your bitterness, because you're not taking care of it, your service to him is gone. Your relationship with him is gone until you get it right again. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Proverbs eleven thirty. <clears throat> Proverbs 11, verse 30. The Bible says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. So we're seeing here that that's talking about your service to God right there. Winning souls to God. And, and if we're doing God's service and we're telling others about Jesus, then what are we doing? We're attacking Satan and we're taking those souls out of his plan of destruction. <clears throat> 
Because that's his whole plan, is to take how many people he can with him to hell. So if we're in God's service and we're in fellowship with God and we're telling others about that, we're fighting against heaven. I mean, heaven. we're fighting against Satan, and, and he's not going to be happy about that. Satan is not going to be a happy camper. And what will he do? He will do anything he can to stop you. He doesn't have a playbook. He doesn't have rules he plays by. He is dirty. Okay, he plays dirty. And remember, the Bible taught us, taught us many times that he's a roaring lion, right? He's seeking whom he may devour, right? And he cannot stop us if we don't let him. And that goes back to our, our fellowship with Christ, okay? And Satan, here's the thing. Satan can use your heart and whatever's in your heart and whatever's in your mind, and he will use it against you. So if you have that root of bitterness, guess what he's going to use? He's going to use that root of bitterness. He's a, he, Satan sees our negative thoughts, and he knows our negative feelings, and he's identifying. Remember, we've talked about that. You have the armor of God, but Satan's looking for that one little spot in your armor that's weak. That's what he's looking for. He's able to identify those weaknesses, and then he'll use them to get to us. Okay, And, and if, if we listen to the doubts and fears that he's constantly whispering us, you know, we always see the little cartoon devil on your shoulder, whispering, 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 whispering. If we listen to those, guess what's going to happen? We're going to fail, okay? That's him. That's us giving in to him. And this, when we start listening to those doubts and fears, that's the beginning of giving in to Satan, okay? <clears throat> and then we, when we surrender to him, guess what? It always causes trouble. If you surrender to Satan because he's whispering in your ear, it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to end up with roses and, and you know, Tress left his cake, right? No. It's always going to be something bad because he is wanting to hurt you, and he's wanting to hurt you so he can hurt others, and he will do it over and over and over. And if he sees that bitterness, that root of bitterness in your heart, he will use that same root over and over and over. If he sees that that bitterness is inside you, that little root is there, and he knows you're not dealing with it, he will use it, right? So if we allow bitterness and resentment and a critical spirit to grow within our hearts, then it will break our fellowship with God. And once that fellowship is broken, man, you're in trouble. Because once it's broken, guess what? Now you're even more easily persuaded by Satan. And you're more easily tricked up. And you're more easily deceived because you're out of fellowship with God. And we also, you put yourself in a very dangerous place because now you're removed from God's, number one, his guidance and his protection. That's not a good place to be. And you think about how many people in this world find themselves because of that root of bitterness, they let it grow, Satan starts manipulating, he starts whispering in your ear, you break your fellowship with God, you know, now you're not going to church as much, or you are and you're not paying attention maybe, maybe you're not reading your Bible anymore, you're not praying anymore, you're focusing on this root of bitterness that Satan's constantly, constantly in your ear with, and you get so depressed and you get so pushed far from God that you find yourself alone. You find yourself depressed. You find yourself feeling suicidal. You know, it happens all the time. And we cannot, we cannot keep complaining and criticizing and resenting and murmuring about things that maybe have been done to us by others and keep the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit within us at the same time. It doesn't happen. You can't have that. Those are two opposites, right? So let's look at uh, Psalms 22, verse 3. Psalms 22, verse 3. 
Psalms 22 in verse 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. What are we talking about? We're talking about God here. It says God lives in the praises of his people. God lives in our praises. He lives to hear us praise him and worship him and talk to him and interact with him. That's our fellowship with him. But God, guess what he cannot live in? He cannot live in a life where we complain, we criticize, we resent, we murmur. All those negative things, God's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. Let's go to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. In verses 6 through 10. <clears throat> James 4, <clears throat> excuse me, verses 6 through 10. The Bible says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Right there are verses that talk about bitterness being in your heart and what will happen to you and how to get it right. It says humble yourself, right? So we see a few things in these verses here. We see what? We saw number one, we saw that God resists the proud, okay? So pride goes hand in hand with bitterness. We've talked about that. Because if you have bitterness and you're too proud to admit it, then you're too proud to get it right with God. You've broken your fellowship with God, right? And that means that, that God resists the proud, so why would you want to be in that place? He's going to resist you, right? But submission to God will help us resist Satan. Pretty cool th topic, right? So pride, here's the thing about pride. Pride will not submit. Pride will never be wrong. Pride can't be told they're wrong. If you have that pride, you're in that place. So you're, you're being resisted by God because you've broken your fellowship with God because of your pride and you're refusing to submit to his word. Okay? So if your heart is full of bitterness... Right here, you cannot draw close to God. You're not going to do it. You're going to be with that word right there, double-minded. That's what it's talking about. Double-minded is you're playing Christian, but you have no fellowship with God because you're full of pride and bitterness. Okay, And it can be all kinds of things. But here we also learn that if we humble ourselves, what does it say? God will lift us up. Okay, So that means that if you humble yourself, and you get right with God, and you admit your wrongs to God, He promises to lift you up out of anything. It doesn't matter what trouble you're in or where you're at. He will lift you up. And we've learned that from our pastor. He lifted Jonah up, right? And Jonah was pretty down. He was in the, you know, the belly of a whale, and he got vomited out. That's just nasty. But he lifted him up, right? That's because he got rid of his pride and he humbled himself and he called out to God. So pride and bitterness is not humble. It is never going to be humble. Let's go to e Hebrews 13, 15 again. Hebrews 13, 15. <clears throat> Hebrews 13, verse 15. The Bible says, 
By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Okay? So we cannot offer sacrifices of praise and give God thanks if our heart is full of bitterness. Pretty simple. If you're full of bitterness, you're not going to have it. You're not going to be able to praise God. You're not going to be able to, to be thankful to God because you're going to be full of negativity. And that's all you're going to be thinking about because you're letting that root of bitterness grow. And, and then all you're going to do is you're going to complain, you're going to criticize, you're going to resent, you're going to murmur, and you're going to be negative because that bitterness is controlling you. Let's go to Hebrews 11.6. <clears throat> Hebrews 11.6. The Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Him. What are we talking about? We're talking about God. So without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Think about this. So if we don't accept the things that God sends our way, whether they be good, you know, God gives us all good gifts. We need to accept those, right? Or things that he allows in our life. He allows us to go through trouble. He allows us to go through tribulation to build us stronger. We have to accept that. Okay, and, and if we can't doubt or wonder or be curious about how he treats us and takes care of us. We have to have faith. That's where our faith comes in. He's going to let things come in our lives that are troublesome. Okay, we're going to go through trouble. Jesus told us that. In this world, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. But you need to look to him. He also gives you everything good gifts. So if you have something that's good in your life, be thankful because God put it there for you. And he may have put it there for you so you have something to hang on to when the bad times come. But we need to look at that, okay? Because if we don't have faith, we can't please him. Think about that. If you don't have faith that God can take care of you and handle all your problems, you can't please God. So when we, when we have even a little bit of bitterness in our heart, it is impossible to please God, okay? Now that's pretty scary, if you're in a place where you cannot please God, that's just bad. You're in a bad spot, right? So we allow that root of bitterness to grow in our heart. <clears throat> it will eventually show in our lives. You can hide it in your heart, but it's going to come out because it's going to get big. Okay, It's like a little root, and it grows into a little bush, and then it grows into a tree, and then it's a forest, and then it's out, right? And everybody sees it. But it will cause you to fail God. This bitterness will cause you to fail God. And then when you fail God, you're going to fail others, and you're going to fail yourselves. So it's just a, it's just a domino effect of failure. Okay. So that root of bitterness, that if we leave it unresolved and untaken care of, and we just let it sit there and grow in our hearts, it will ultimately destroy us. Okay? And we've talked about that. There's people that get so bitter, and they, it might take years, but they'll get to the point that they commit suicide and die. Or they just die miserable and alone because they're so bitter. Nobody wants to be around them, right? So it will destroy their, your relationships. It will take away your witness for God. Think about that. What is the one thing God told us to do? Go out and witness, right? But if you're bitter, you can't witness because your, your witness is destroyed, right? 
<clears throat> think about if you if you if somebody in a somebody brought somebody to church and they got saved, but their whole family doesn't know God, but they got saved now, so they can be a witness to their whole family, and they could go through that whole family and tell them how God changed them, and and maybe more people get saved. But if they have that root of bitterness, they're not going to be able to witness their family. They're going to be able to witness to their friends, to their strangers, nothing, because their family's going to look at them and go, "You go to church, really." And as bitter as you are, as angry as you are, no. So you destroy your witness, right? And it will take away any chance you have of bringing others to Christ. That's destroying your witness. And it will stop any service you had to God. Maybe God called you and you got saved and he had a perfect opportunity for you. He says, I want you to do this ministry work for me. I want you to do this. I don't care what it is, whether it's you know, being called a pastor or being a Sunday school teacher or cleaning the church or mowing the yard or, or maybe he wanted you to go out to Walmart every Saturday and pass out tracks and actually talk to people. Whatever he had planned for you is done because of your bitterness, because you won't let it go, right? It's just broken. And think about this power that just a little bitterness, bless you, just a little bitterness can have in your lives, okay? It can destroy ministries, okay? What kind of damage comes from a ministry that gets destroyed, right? It can divide churches. I've never seen anything come out of good of a church that divided, okay? It can end marriages. It can separate families. It can end friendships. And as we've talked about, it can cause death. It can cause suicide, but it can also cause murder. What if you get bitter enough till you go kill that other person? You know, you hear about these people that go out to the mall and just randomly start shooting people. There's something wrong in their heart. There's something seriously wrong with them. Okay? Could it be bitterness? Maybe they're angry at the world, and they're going to take it out on random people. Okay? Bitterness. So if you have bitterness, is it worth the cost to hang on to it? I don't think so. Let's go to Isaiah 59. <clears throat> Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59, in verse 2, <clears throat> the Bible says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Okay? Did you hear that verse? So that means that if you have bitterness, it is a sin. We've already talked about that. This bitterness will separate you from God, and here's the scary part. He will not hear your prayers. So if you're praying for others, just stop until you get your bitterness fixed. If you're praying for him to do something for you, just stop. You're, you're wasting your breath because you've separated that relationship with God. He will not hear you, okay? So what does bitterness do? Well, it opens the door to the enemy. It opens it wide open. It kicks it open. And let's read about that. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> and we're going to read just verses 26 and 27. And we've read these before, but they're so important. Verses 26 and 27, the Bible says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to who? To the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Okay? So if you're letting your, the sun go down on your wrath, 
You're giving place to Satan. You're just opening the door. You might as well kick it open and give up. You know? Might as well take the door off the hinges because it doesn't belong anymore. It's not going to be useful. It's not going to be able to be closed because you've allowed it to be open. So if we willfully allow that bitterness to grow in our heart, like knowingly letting Satan, Satan in is exactly what you're doing. You're knowingly letting Satan in. Not accidentally. You're knowingly and willingly letting him walk in. And he's walking in with a band. He's walking in because it's an open door to him. And it's like you're standing there waving him in. Come on in. My heart's open. Fill it up. Fill it up. You're destroying yourself. And such dis, dis, discontentment and resentment and murmuring in your heart, what does it do? It grows and it grows and it grows. Just like a root we've talked about. You put it in the soil, you put some water on it, you spray some fertilizer and some sunshine, and off it goes, right? That's what bitterness does. If we feed the bitterness, it will grow, okay? This is why, you know, you try to catch it in the very beginning. And we've talked about this. A little, you go out and you plant your little, little garden in the summer, and you got all your pretty little tomato plants and pepper plants and whatever you want to plant. And then you see the little weeds coming up. Do you wait till the weed grows to maturity? No. You grab that weed and pull it out because it will destroy your garden. It's the same thing with bitterness in your heart. If you don't, when you first see it, if you don't deal with it, it will grow in your heart and it will destroy your heart. And then it will destroy those around you. Then it will destroy your relationship with God. That's what we're talking about. You have to take care of it at the very beginning. Because if you wait, if we wait till that that little weed in our garden is a bush, how hard is it to pull out now? Now its roots may be intertwined with your roots of your good plants, right? Same thing with bitterness. The longer you let it sit in your heart, the deeper it's going to root, and the harder it's going to be able to get out, and the easier, here's the kick side of it, the easier it is for Satan to use it still. If it's just a little weed, a little bitterness, you can pull it out, and he doesn't use it much. But if you let it sit there and grow, he can use it and use it, and he, I guarantee you he will. He will do whatever he can to separate your fellowship with God so he can then destroy the lives around you, okay? And that's the destruction that bitterness can cause. That's why you don't let the enemy in, okay? So imagine this. Imagine that bitterness, maybe bitterness that you have someone, it's kind of like a fire, okay? If you allow that fire to go uncontrolled, it's going to cause some destruction, right? You know, if, if you go home today and you look and you see that there's a little spark on the side of your house, you're probably going to go stomp that spark out, right? But what if you let that spark grow? It's going to burn your house down. It's going to cause a lot of destruction before the fire department gets there and puts it out, right? So what if you feed that spark? What if you go over there and pour gas on that spark? What's going to happen now? Now your house is going to be a roaring inferno before the fire department even gets there. It's the same thing with bitterness, okay? If we let the actions of others or maybe things that, that have hurt us in the past or, or things that people have said or done, if we focus on those, the negative, all we're doing is feeding that bitterness, and the destruction will be more. If we don't deal with it, it's going to grow. And see, after the fire, let's say you did that. You poured gas on that spark, and your whole house burnt. The fire department got there and saved a quarter of it. Well, you might can scrape it off the slab and rebuild it, but it's going to be different. Same thing with bitterness. If you let bitterness grow in your heart, and it destroys relationships around you, and it hurts those around you, it's going to be hard to rebuild that. But it can be rebuilt, but it'll never be the same. Okay, That's why you don't let this bitterness glow, go. And that's why God tells us that, to never give place to the devil. 
because he's that one that he will go. Oh, there's a spark in her heart. Watch this. See what I can pour in here. He's going to bring the gas. He'll bring a whole gas truck, right? That's, that's what this verse is telling us, that sometimes we give place to the devil and we give him room to operate within our hearts and without necessarily needing to do that. We don't have to do that, right? But we can even let him operate in our hearts and our lives and he doesn't have to totally take possession of you. He doesn't have to control you. He just gives you the hint and you do it for him. That's the dangerous thing of bitterness. He'll just whisper. And all of a sudden, that root of bitterness, he's whispered something in your mind. It went to the root of bitterness that's in your heart, and now you're angry, and you're mad, and you're thinking things, and you're upset, and you've allowed him to enter. And he didn't even have to do nothing to you. He didn't force you. He just said, here you go. Have a good day. And he sent you down that road, but you went willingly, right? So we need to resist the devil and give him no place in our hearts and our lives. We need to beware of letting the enemy plant those little seeds of tiny doubt, you know, of, of jealousy or murmuring of bitterness. Because those little seeds, if they're planted in your heart and you don't get them out, they grow. They grow every single time. Okay? So also, beyond just spiritually affecting you, can bitterness affect you physically? Well, let's look this up. So bitterness in your heart, it does affect you physically. Uh, science calls these afflictions, here I'm going I'm to try to get it right, psychosomantic illnesses, which means that these are illnesses that are caused by your mind. Okay? It's not caused by disease. It's caused by your mind, not an infection. So these little illnesses are from bitterness in your heart, and they're through your thoughts and your feelings because you have an improper attitude of your heart. Okay? And this is what spawns, this spawns from a lack of love for God and a lack of love for others, as he's told you to have. Okay? He's told us to even love our enemies. How much bitterness do we have against our enemies? That's a root of bitterness. Satan will use it every single time, guys. He will break your fellowship with it. So all kinds of roots, of, or we can have all kinds of roots in our hearts. We can have roots of bitterness, jealousy, resentment, roots of hurt feelings. We can have roots of, of just things that, that we think that we feel happened, but they didn't really happen that way. But Satan's over telling you it did, right? And all this is very bitter, and it can grow and grow and grow. And like we talked about, it's a poison. It'll eat you from inside out, right? And if it's left unresolved, before long, it becomes very obvious. It becomes obvious in your behavior. It becomes obviously also in your physical manifestations is what we're talking about, these psychosomatic illnesses. So doctors have found that people who are bitter have a lot of hatred in their heart. Imagine that. And they've also found that those people that have hatred in their heart, guess what? They have more arthritis than other people. Hmm. Okay? Because they're unable to be at peace. And bitterness causes many problems. So I was like, hey, Google, tell me what bitterness causes physically. Well, here you go. So, here's some emotional symptoms that have been described, not by the Bible, but by doctors. But the Bible supports it, if you'll read it. Emotional symptoms of bitterness. You become easily agitated, frustrated, and moody. You're feeling overwhelmed as if you're losing control or need to take control of something. You have a hard time relaxing and quietening your mind. You're feeling bad about yourself. You have low self-esteem. You're feeling lonely. You're feeling worthless, and you're depressed and you avoid others, okay? 
Physical signs of bitterness include low energy, headaches, upset stomach, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, aches, pains, tense muscles, chest pain, rapid heartbeat, and it, this can also uh, mimic a heart attack. Uh, insomnia, frequent colds and infections because your immune system is down because you're bitter, uh, loss of sexual desire or ability, nervousness, shaking, ringing in the ears, cold or sweaty hands or feet, dry mouth, hard time swallowing, clenching your jaw, and grinding your teeth. Okay? Mental symptoms of bitterness. Constant worrying, racing thoughts, forgetfulness, disorganization, inability to focus, poor judgment, being pessimistic, or only seeing the negative side of things. Okay? Oh, it's not over yet. Behavioral symptoms of bitterness. Changes in appetite, either not eating or eating too much. Procrastinating, avoiding responsibilities, uh, use of alcohol, drugs, or cigarettes. Having more nervous behaviors such as nail-biting, fidgeting, and pacing. Okay? Here's the consequences of long-term bitterness within your heart. And these are all physical. Mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, and personality disorders. Cardiovascular disease, including heart disease, high blood pressure, abnormal heart rhythms, heart attacks, and strokes. Obesity and other eating disorders. Uh, menstrual problems, sexual dysfunctions, such as intimates, uh, impotence or uh, loss of desire in men and women. Uh, skin and hair problems, such as acne, psoriasis, eschema, eczema. Ooh, can't even say that one and permanent hair loss, uh, and gastrointestinal problems such as uh, GERD, gastritis, uh, ulcerative colitis, and irritable colon. This is all from bitterness. This is all physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, all from one little root of bitterness. Is it worth it to hold on to the bitterness? It's going to kill you, and it's going to kill others around you. Let's go to 1 Peter 5.7. First Peter five seven. If I can find First Peter again, there it is. First Peter chapter five verse seven, and the Bible says, "Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you." Right there. How do you get rid of bitterness? Pretty simple verse. Maybe hard to do, because Satan's been talking to you for so long. But thank God that we can get rid of our fear by faith, right? We have to have faith in God to cast our problems on Him. Do we have faith in God? Do you really have faith? If you do, you'll cast your problems on Him and let Him deal with them, right? Because if you have faith in God and you cast all your problems on Him, it gives you peace of mind and your mind can have fine rest and it can find peace. And not only for your mind, but for your heart and for your body. Because look at all the physical things that are going to happen to you, right? So this actually eliminates poisons from the blood, which causes the illness. We talked about bitterness being a poison, right? In other words, your state of mind and your heart can actually poison your body. We saw that. Bitterness, which is not an actual virus, can get inside of you and cause all these things we just talked about. That's poisoning your body. It's poisoning your body. It's bitterness. And science has proven this, and the Bible tells us this, so we know it's true. Okay? 
So let's look at some more verses. So, bitterness will hurt and defile others. Remember it talked about defiling many? Well, it will. And let's look at that for a minute. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. <clears throat> and we're going to read verses 14 and 15 when we get there. Hebrews 12, verses 14 and 15. The Bible says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby, thereby many be defiled. So, how can our bitterness defile many? Well, there are several ways. For one thing, people who are bitter, uh, bitter about one thing will easily beget, become bitter about many things. So it spreads, right? Just like a root. It usually is because they never blame themselves for anything that seems to go wrong. But they're always looking to blame somebody else. Okay? They have the similar, this is similar to the self-righteous hypocrite who never blames themselves but is always looking to blame somebody else, right? So people who are discontent and they're murmuring and they're resentful and they're critical, they usually are never satisfied. You can never make them happy. They're never persuaded to see things the other way, right? They're always looking at their way. And when they're looking at it through their eyes, they're looking through bitterness. So misery loves company. We've heard that, and this is so true. They love to have people around them that agree with them. So if somebody agrees with their bitterness, they're their best friend. But if somebody comes to them and says, hey, your bitterness, let, you, you're, you're showing signs of bitterness. Let me pray for you. Would you like to talk about it? They don't want to be around that person because then they have to admit they're wrong. And that's really hard to do. That's hard to do for anybody. You know, we can't, as a human beings, that's really hard to do. So if we just sit around and we bellyache and we murmur and complain, this is very a very common common ailment for human beings, right? And, and that's what we do. We're easy to fall into that. Oh, poor me. Oh, I'm hurting. Oh, this is miserable. But did we cause that misery? Did we invest something into that? Into that root of bitterness, right? But from God's point of view, we, we see right here that sin is completely and absolutely intolerable. And we know that root of bitterness is a sin. So let's look at Numbers 32. So God doesn't like bitterness, right? He sees it as a sin, and he, and, and he pays you for your sin, right? So let's look at Numbers chapter 32. Way back in the Old Testament. Let's look at some sin here. Some bitterness. Some complaining. Some people that were just not happy. Could never be happy. No matter what God did for them, they were not happy. You know, he gave them manna from heaven. He gave them water out of a rock. He saved them from slavery in Egypt, but they were not happy. And let's see what happens with this bitterness they have. Numbers 32, verses 11 through 13. The Bible says, Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. Remember we talked about bitterness? You're not following God. You broke that fellowship, right? They refused to submit to God. Save Caleb, the son of Jenip, the Kenzanite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they wholly followed the Lord. Wow. 
And the, then the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them to wander in the wilderness forty years until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. That was all because of bitterness. Because of this bitterness, the children of Israel got to wander around in the, in the wilderness for 40 years until millions of them died. It wasn't like 10 or 20 people. It was a whole race. That generation, those generations that murmured against God and were bitter against God, died in the wilderness because they were bitter and they were negative and they could not be pleased. They were never happy, right? They died in this desert, murmuring against God, and they never got to see the promised land. So if you're full of bitterness or you have a root of bitterness that's growing inside you, you are never going to see the promised land that God has for you. Okay? Very scary, right? So what are the, how is that for a consequence of bitterness? A whole people died in the desert. They walked around for 40 years and just died. That's bad, right? So bitterness and murmuring, they're very infectious spiritual disease, right? It's diabolical, and it can spread just like poisons can spread. And it can spread very quickly if left unchecked, right? We've heard of the old, the old saying, uh, one bad apple spoils the whole group. That's so true. You let one person in a church be full of bitterness, it'll start spreading, okay? And it'll do it fast. So let's look on a little bit more. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 6. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 6 and 7. Chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. There we go, I found them. So 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. The Bible says, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven shall leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. What is he talking about? Well, the Bible's talking about here is it's warning us. This is a biblical warning. And it says that a little leaven will infect the whole lump. Okay? But think about that in form of bitterness. So if we're told to get rid of the old leaven so that we have what? A new lump. Not a reconstructed lump, not a rebuilt lump, a new lump, right? So people with bitterness, that's what they do. That's what bitterness does. It spreads within them, and then it will spread to others. And they will make, uh, they will make either people run away from them and stay away from them, or they will get people to get in their group and be part of that. And so you have a group over here that are bitter, and you have a group over here that are faithful to God, and they're resisting the bitter. And what's going to happen if that, let's say, for church, for instance, eventually that church is going to do what? It's going to split. And this happens in relationships. This happens in marriages. This happens in families. This can happen just at friends at work or a group of friends you have. You have one that gets angry over something that maybe really happened to them or maybe didn't really happen to them. We talked about that last week. It doesn't have to be an actual event. It could be something they felt happened to them, okay? But it will spread, and people with bitterness are a real burden and they're a real negative influence. They drag everybody else down that they can. Who does that sound like? That sounds like Satan. Remember, he's trying to drag everybody down that he can, drag everybody to hell that he can. And those that are negative and full of bitterness, those are the ones he uses. Those are his pawns, right? You open that door, he's going to jump through it, right? 
They pull everybody down. They pull everybody's spirits down. They're always dwelling on the negative. A bitter person will always do that. You know, you talk about you see the glass half full. They see it half empty. You know, you can walk into a, a, a room with a bitter person. and You could say, man, that's some pretty flowers over there. And they go, yeah, but man, the, that chair looks out of place. Come on. That's exactly what's happening. It's because they're letting that root build inside of them, right? And they're always negative. They're always murmuring. They're always criticizing. But they don't have to be that way. All they have to do is submit to God and have faith in God. Cast your burdens upon him. If you have that root of bitterness, as soon as you see it, deal with it. We learned, what did the verse say? Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. If you go to bed at night and you're angry and you got that, root, that little anger in you, by morning it'll be a root of bitterness. And when you wake up, that's the first thing you're going to think of. And it's going to consume you all day long until you deal with it. Okay? If you have bitterness in your heart, get it right with God. It's that simple. Get it right with God. Then he can hear your prayers, right? Because your fellowship is, is restored. And if he can hear your prayers, guess what he can hear? He can hear you pray for him to help you with this bitterness. Otherwise, you could be praying all day long to God to help you with bitterness, and he's not hearing you. That's scary. You're not doing anything. You're spinning your wheels, right? And if once you get it right with God, guess what you need to do then? Whoever you've been bitter with, whoever you've been angry with and hurtful with, you need to go get it right with them. Okay? And if they don't accept it, that's on them. But you've done what God told you to do. You get it right, so you are right with God, and they have to deal with their own problems. They have to deal with their own sin, right? Don't wait, because as we've seen, the destruction will be great in your life. You'll separate churches, you'll separate marriages, you'll separate families, friendships. You'll destroy, 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 and it will eat you up like a poison and... Did you like the list of physical things that we went through or emotional things or behavioral things? That was a lot of stuff, and that was only a portion. Man, you go Google it yourself. It's pages and pages and pages and pages. Don't let bitterness grow in your heart. It will destroy. Okay, let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you today. Lord, I, I hope that this these words were not mine but yours, Lord, that that maybe somebody could understand part of this and some of this, and we could all take a portion of this and keep it in our hearts, Lord, is, is maybe if we do have bitterness that we can get rid of it, Lord, and we can identify it, we could see it, maybe that it's eating us up, or maybe if we don't have bitterness, Lord, that we just keep this as a little shield, Lord, that, that when those thoughts come and when bitterness tries to set in our heart or Satan's trying to plant that seed, that, that we don't allow it and we don't go to bed angry, Lord, and, and we deal with it and we take care of it and we get it right with God and and, Lord, we have our faith in you, and that's our protection, Lord, because you're our shield, Lord, and you're our fortress, Lord. And I ask you just to help us, Lord, just fight against this bitterness before it destroys so much, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Oh, no.